0: Welcome to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage.
1: My name is Heath Yearwood,
0: and I'm Amanda Yearwood,
1: and thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you.
0: Welcome back to another installment of Mission LHC. We're so glad you came back to join us. Um, just a little teaser here. If we have time at the end of this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about a possible upcoming marriage retreat. And we hope that many of you will be excited and interested in joining us on that.
1: Well, hey, today uh, it's been a hectic week. It's been our first week of school that we've been starting. And uh... You know, that's uh, been a challenge in itself. Uh, (laughs) Yes.
0: It's the shortest, longest week of the year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And we always, uh, there's been a running joke with our faculty for years that we find Amanda uh, sitting in the fetal, laying in the fetal position of her office. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, the day, but when she gets to this breakdown point, it's usually at the beginning of a year and it's at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, it's this, this week or, you know, this time of year where I find myself at the end, of the end of the day being like, I have more things to do than I have minutes in the day to do them. So it's just a busy time and it's an exciting time, you know, for students and for teachers. And so... I just want to make sure that I'm doing what I can behind the scenes to make their day go a little smoother.
1: Well, and the problem with it is is, uh, one day, I mean, you're spread thin. We have different things going on. Uh, You know, I will say this, that... She was the counselor of the year, and we had to go to a ceremony, and she hates it when we mention that. So the second Mm -hmm. day of school, we had to go to Montgomery. (laughs) And so her and I, the principal and the counselor, was both gone on the second day of school, so we didn't even see that part of the alphabet.
0: Yes, that was terrible, terrible timing. but.
1: (laughs) Well, and and then that when she comes back, she's got over 70-something emails, and then there's a Google sheet that has for people wanting schedule changes (laughs) and things going on. And so, when you find yourself that way, as we came in, we were staying at the office till 10 o'clock and then getting up 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever and being there. Mm -hmm. And you start finding that as we would come home to try to find something to eat, the cupboard was bare. There was nothing in the refrigerator, (laughs) nothing in the the cabinets. And uh, so, we were scrounging together anything possible, even finding stale chips.
0: You know, (laughs) stale chips. This is how bad it was, so... Last night, there were, we had some old Cool Ranch Doritos, and they were so stale that the dogs wouldn't even eat them.
1: <laughs> I told her I don't think it was the staleness. I think it was the ranch on them, but the dog turned her nose up at it as well. But, um, you know, in, in our lives, a lot of times, I know your jobs are no different than our jobs. Everybody's job has challenges, and that's what we talk to people about all the time, you know, People change careers, they go into different things a lot of times because, you know, maybe not liking what they're doing and the stress of what they're doing. But there's all kind of stress in everything, you know, the careers you all find yourself in. So as we go over our topics today and we start looking at a little bit about, uh, you know, leftovers, And also we're going to focus a little bit on running on empty because uh, a lot of times you find your gas tank that's about ran out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want you to think about do some uh, self-examination, some stuff that's going on in your lives. Kind of take our experiences again and relate it to things that you're going through. And hopefully that time of reflection can help you center it back on God and what needs to happen.
0: Mm, that's right. You know, I think we all go through times in our life where we're we're pushed to the edge. We're stretched. We're um, spinning plates. You know, spinning lots of plates in the air and trying to manage all different sorts of things, and it, it stretches us thin. And and it's in those times where it really becomes a dangerous territory where we're so tired, we're so exhausted that um, our emotions are on edge, and we. I mean, really, we we abused um, our spouses because we know that they will still love us, even though we don't treat them quite as well. It, it makes me think about um, many, many years ago when I was working on my master's degree, um, I was working full time. Uh, I was a full time graduate student And I remember sitting in the basement one night just crying. And when you found me, uh, I remember saying, I'm working a full-time job. I'm a full-time student. I feel like I'm only a part-time mom. And I'm sorry, you only get my spare time. And so, I mean, and that was the order of things. Like, you only got the smallest amount of time I had. and, And I took advantage of you that way. Well,
1: I remember, and you felt guilty about that, but I understood the challenges and the things that you were going through, but that doesn't make our hearts feel any better. As a daddy, when I was coaching and I was at the ball field all night missing my own kids, uh, y'all understood it was my job, but it still didn't make you feel better. How many of you out there are your dads? In order for your family to have what they have and live in the house they live in, to drive the cars they do, you you spend a lot of hours. You know, you find things that you sacrifices we all make. Now, as we do that, sometimes we have to realize that maybe sometimes the things that we were doing it may have hurt us in other areas. So you have to weigh the the good and the bad to be able to put decisions in.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, what I feel convicted about right now, just in this conversation so far, everything we've talked about was all about us, 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 me, me, me. You know, and so often we get things out of order. And, you know, thinking about the days that I skimp on my Bible reading, my Bible study, my prayer time, those are the days that are the most stressful. And if I am diligent to, to start my day, to carve out time in my day with the Lord, it seems like things go so much smoother. So I mean, I why am why am I so stubborn? Why don't I do that every day?
1: Well, I think that's Christianity in general. Every I mean, the other day I was having conversations with some guys at work, and we were talking about it. We understand the end results. We understand, you know. I've always said this, and I think when one of our episodes when we had the Adams on, we were talking. If I could see winning a championship and work our way backwards, it would be easy. In my mind, that's what I said. We already know what heaven's like. We know what the what it's going to be like. But sometimes we struggle to be able to do the right things. And, you know, that's like the prayer and all that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of every topic we hit, when we leave God out, our lives suffer. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is. You know, um, so I think the biggest thing is is a lot of times when we when we start to run on empty, it's what's left in our tank that that's going there. You know, I've got an old truck. And that thing, the gas tank, I'm sure has rust in the bottom of it and everything else that's going on.
0: Yeah, there's been several times you've had to put gas treatment in it just to get it to yeah, work. Yeah,
1: I think it. I think water gets in it or something when it gets there. But so that's I,
0: our dating drug, so you yeah, know, we
1: can't get rid of it. It's got
0: to survive. It,
1: it used to take two to drive. The power <laughs> steering must have had problems with it, but nowadays it seems to drive pretty well. I don't understand <laughs> But, well,
0: uh, well now it's a three person drive the truck because you do, the dogs like to ride with you
1: yeah, yeah I've swapped Amanda see that right there tells you remember one episode we talked about how Amanda would wait at the door for me now I'm greeted every day by the dogs when I come up and they love to ride in that truck so see uh, I just need to remember that so I'm that. getting your leftovers
0: yeah, I need to remember that and really thank the dogs because you know as aggravated as I get at the dogs because I'm not a dog person you know they've saved me a lot time because they entertain you
1: (laughs) they do well one of the things though they say it's very bad for you to run out of gas in your vehicles because the sediments that's in the gas tank ends up going through the engine it can cause all kind of problems in your fuel injectors and everything like that so you, you know you don't need to ever let your engines run out diesel engines are really like that a lot of times it causes all kind of problems you know i think i remember running out of gas twice in my life uh, one time uh, I remembered, we man had a car, we always had a car that had a warning light on it for some reason. You might be aware, we we're not there.
0: very good at maintaining vehicles, no, and um,
1: uh, but most time it was a sensor or something. And so, one of them, I, I, I got used to the lights just being on the same vehicle again. And I had taken a group of teachers of my first year being the principal, so great <laughs> leadership about my first thing. Uh, I taken a group of them down to Hayden to talk to their school and see some of the things they were doing. And on the way back, I run out of gas on the interstate. <laughs> and I don't that was know. That's a
0: great first impression. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> great leadership. So I have my, I can still remember it vividly. I'm not far from the 157 exit, their exit 310. And I. I am running up the road, and I don't even know why I had a gas can. I don't know if somebody stopped or something. But I have a gas can in my hand with my tie on and my dress shoes and everything, and I'm running up the interstate <laughs> to go get gas to come back down to the uh, uh, car. I'm close enough. I can make it. It's only a couple of miles away. And uh, I, so that was my first impression. And then I remember another time we went to Amanda's grandmother's house, and she lived over in Haleville, well, lives in Haleville. And um, as we were traveling over there, I remember coming up a little hill, and all of a sudden the car started to sputter, and it just died. It just went completely out. <laughs> and I remember looking at Amanda and them and saying, I don't know what's wrong with the car. <laughs> and and I don't know if Amanda or somebody said something, and we looked, and it was out of gas. Well,
0: and then immediately it was my fault because it was my vehicle.
1: Yes, <laughs> So th- that brings it up right now, and and you know that kind of convicts me. What you just said right then, I guess the Lord was speaking to me. What bothers me about that is I keep my cell phone completely full mm. because I I can't stand for the battery to be down. I don't know why. Is because you know, I realize I have eighty percent battery left, but I want it to be a hundred. I keep my cars filled up with gas. If it's half a tank, I think that that's a a horrible thing. And I'm going to make sure it stays full all the time. I live that in a lot of my lives. If I go to a ball game, I'm there 30 minutes early at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go on trips anywhere. I want to leave at 4 o'clock in the morning instead of waiting to 8 o'clock.
0: Kind of like Thursday when we went to that board meeting and we were there so early that we were the only people sitting in the auditorium for an hour.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I took funny pictures. We might post that one on our website, (laughs) (laughs) and so you can get a a link to it. But you know, um, what does that tell you? It's about where your heart is, you Mm -hmm. know. And someone said, "If your heart's going to tell where your priorities are," and a lot of times those kind of things I'm taking care of but God's getting my leftovers. He's, he's getting the, the very, uh, I I guess what, what I don't have in my life, he's getting the very empty parts of it. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of transitions, the running on empty, the part of our lives that we're, we're doing, you know, that transitions into leftovers. And, you know, we talked about this week, not having any food in the fridge and there might be one piece of chicken, so how can we divide that chicken? And we'll make a, a roll up, or we will. Well, we
0: were even out of tortillas. I think we were down to the last couple of crumbly pieces of bread.
1: The end pieces.
0: Yeah, when when your cabinets are to the point that you can see all the way to the back of them and all the little leftover crumbs from over the years where the cracker boxes have leaked or whatever. That's how bad the cabinets. Well, was. it was so bad
1: this week I got into the pork skins that I've been trying to avoid because <laughs> I don't really love them. I eat them because they're more healthy. And so I was. it was an out of bag of pork skins I had gotten to. <laughs> but, you know, um, the Bible talks a lot about people uh, giving God leftovers. You know, there was one story that I was reading in Malachi, and it was talking about the the priest, and I'm sorry if I mess it up here a little bit on it, but um, it was talking about uh, that people would have to bring their sacrifices to the the priest. And I guess they would pray for them or whatever with that. You know, they'd put it on the altar and everything. And what they would do if they brought a their best animal, the priest then would take that animal and sell it because it was too good. And they would end up uh, selling it, making money, and they would get a lesser animal, and they would sacrifice that. And it really displeased God because... They were they. It was really blasphemous because they were actually saying the best is not good for God. We're going to give Mm -hmm. Him that, and you know, and the Bible talks about the sacrifices they had to make back in the Old Testament. It was to give God the best, kill the best animal, Mm -hmm. and you know, um,
0: well, like the spotless lamb. You know, it had to be a perfect lamb, a perfect sacrifice,
1: right? And so, you know that that's that's what God expects out of us. He expects our best. he, you know, we we all kind of places in the Bible is talking about the sacrifices that had to be made, whether it was even, you know, the human life that they, are you willing to sacrifice something that you love?
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, we talked one time before about tithing, and that kind of lines up with that, because, you know, for us, we had to develop just our our routine of, our tithing comes from our first fruits, our off the top of our check. So immediately when we get paid, that's the first thing that comes out uh, of our money because we want God to have the best the first and you know, there's been times where we had the attitude that we'll wait till the to the end of the month. You know, we only get paid once a month, so the end of the month and give God, what's left? But you know that's not what He wants, and and that's um, also a reflection of what you're saying. I mean, how many times do we go through the day taking care of things ourselves, you know, and and giving our best energy toward things that we want to do, and and controlling things ourselves, and then at the end of the day, giving God what's left over, what energy we have left over.
1: Yeah, and you know, that's that's great examples right there, you know, of it. Uh, when we're talking about uh, the emptiness that, that goes in, you know, I think about where which, well, the leftovers that we were talking about. This is not a great Christian show here, but I'm going to talk. Uh, <laughs> there's a show called Naked and Afraid,
0: oh. <laughs> and okay, well, let's, let's frame that. So sometimes at the end of the day, when we are just so mentally exhausted and you just you just need to not have to think about things there's been times that this show was one of the things we watched because you just look at those people and think oh my goodness and the disclaimer
1: yes. that we do not see nudity there it is blurred out okay
0: <laughs> that, that thing of, why would you do that why would you
1: do well, what, what's the, the thing about it is the person that, that uh, usually is a larger person that kind of has <laughs> some fat on them, they survive pretty well out there because the first thing that they, when, start, when they start to run low on food and nutrients and all that, th- your body starts to eat itself. It starts <laughs> to eat the fat. Now the person that's in shape and that's all ripped up, they're in trouble in it because all they have is muscle. Mm-hmm. and when they start when the body starts running low, when I guess you're running on empty, it's it starts eating muscle, it starts eating things that are very important mm-hmm. and
0: uh, it, so, so in the in the show, you know when they go without food for so long, you know, the first couple of days, they're just, starving they're just so hungry because they haven't had anything and then over time it gets to where they're they're not as hungry
1: well it it does but at at first let's paint the whole picture of it they the first few days they don't know how to hunt really they don't know how to do anything they're trying to build a shelter so they use all their energy up Mm -hmm. on things that they think they need and you do have to have that shelter Then they kind of lay around for a while and almost just can't move trying to rest up and all. And then they realize they're not going to survive doing what they're doing. And then they have to go out and hunt and go out and find things. That's kind of how we are in our lives a lot of times. You know, when we find ourselves at the the most dire point, that's when we turn to God. And we try to find the nutrients and try to find the things that will sustain us. And, you know, and the thing about it in that show one thing that they do a lot of times when they're so hungry they find anything they can eat mm-hmm. they find bark they find grass they find something just to fill their bellies well the problem with that is if it has no nutrients yes it fills the belly but it has no nutrients mm-hmm. what do you feel your belly full what in in your lives would do, do you find things whether it's tv shows or whether it's a uh, uh, cars or whether it's uh anything Mm
0: -hmm. things you read people you spend time with you know what do you what do you fill your life with
1: and then again though just like on the show though if it doesn't have nutrients behind it if it doesn't have any substance to it it's not going to do anything for you Mm -hmm. and in the show what sustains them if they can find some kind of animal that gives them protein even the vegetarians Sometimes we'll have to give in to their, you know, their beliefs and eat some kind of meat or something. And it's amazing if they catch a fish or if they have some kind of animal that they kill and eat that they could eat a bird, eat chicken or something. And the next day, they're almost like, it's like a different Like those little video person.
0: games where you hit the power cell, and you're you yeah. got all this energy.
1: Well, see, <laughs> I, I, I'm so old. I go back and I think about Pac Man. <laughs> you know, if they yeah. could eat those little the balls, there, then they would end up be given the nutrients. And the bigger one was even better for them. <laughs> but uh, but but you know, thinking about our Christian lives, what is the protein that we need? What is the nutrients that are there? so you brought up a good point in one of your uh as we were talking about this as it was coming through what instead of e stood instead of empty and i'll let you tell your point
0: yeah so as we were talking about planning this episode we were talking about running on empty and running out of gas and you know the thought and i want to say maybe a pastor used this this idea but i mean this is something really to think about what if in regards to our spiritual life, our marriage life, what if instead of that E standing for empty, what if that E stood for enough?
1: And you know, I think that that's great. Just as we talked about, the meat would provide the nutrients. That the E is enough. God would would sustain us. Would be there if we if we let that be. If we had to take the bare minimum out of our life and, and live on the bare minimum, I should say then if if god would would he be enough to sustain your life.
0: Right. Well the bible tells us over and over again about god's grace and his abundant grace and you know so many times we go to the writings of paul who you know he was the worst of the worst kind of guy and you know in his testimony in first timothy he talks about um even though he was that bad, uh, God's abundant grace covered him. You know, and the Bible also talks to us about um, when we're weary, what to do when we're weary. In Matthew, um, when it's it's Jesus speaking, so it's red letters in the Bible. And in Matthew chapter 11, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So when, when we're weary, when we're burdened, We should go back to God when when we need grace. We go back to God, and so everything should go back to Him. But it's just where I again where I feel so convicted is why don't I start with Him? Why does it become an afterthought for me on that? Because I know this; these are truths that I know that if I will put Him first, if I prioritize Him then everything else is going to be okay. I don't have to worry about all these little things. And, and you know, for us this week starting school and the, the hustle and bustle and getting everything right and starting early and ending late every day, yes, we're tired, but when I involve God in all those decisions, even the little ones, that burden is not the same. That burden is very light.
1: Well, and it goes back to the the if we let God take care of our situations, He's going to provide. You know, think about the the story about the the fish and the bread.
0: Yeah, the five loaves and two fishes. That's a good one. Mm.
1: Yeah, you know, when there was not enough, and He had a multitude of crowd, and when things didn't seem possible to do, God did the impossible. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, we have stories that we had a very similar story to that uh on one of our mission trips and i'll just hit the gist of it because we are hoping to have the people that we went on mission trips with we're wanting to have them as a group one day to be able to come in and talk about it but we had our own miracle that we saw take place that we were feeding uh you could people were
0: just lined you could as far as you could see you could see a line of children
1: and and a long story short we had this kind of bread that was in a bag that we were giving out and i remember looking at a lady and i said we're going to run out and she said bite your tongue and i just kept working as fast as we could and that bag never did run out and that sounds like and then one we had of, leftover and we had leftover <laughs>
0: it was crazy and i don't know how it, it, it yeah. sounds like
1: a crazy story yeah. but it made me really think a lot about uh, god and what he can provide and so, you know, that's the biggest challenge right now for everyone out there that your lives are going to be running on empty. You're going to have a lot of leftovers. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, leftovers aren't so bad sometimes. Uh, you can come up with a lot of different uh, meals when you have leftovers. It might not have been what you were looking for to begin with, but it's, it will sustain you.
0: Yeah, and God will sustain us. I mean, you know, think about the, the um, out in the wilderness, do you remember what God provided—the manna from heaven—which mm-hmm. makes me think about a really funny story that I have to tell now that I've said manna. Yeah. So.
1: What does manna mean?
0: <laughs> so years ago, one of our uh, favorite Sunday school teachers, Steve Bryan, he was always very big on on helping us understand the meanings of words from the Bible. And so on this particular Sunday, he was talking about manna and he was giving us the definition for manna. And and I remember him saying that the word manna means, what is this? Because the people were saying, what is this? And um, so I chimed in and I said, well, goodness, I have the recipe for that then because I cook that often. My kids say, what is this? (laughs)
1: He thought that was the funniest story ever. So, so if you
0: ever need the recipe for manna, just come eat anything that I cook.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, God will provide for us. And, and I want you to think about that. And, and I don't know, like Amanda said a while ago, why we we lose focus on that and we don't think about it. Yeah, it's because we put other things in our lives. And, you know, your your jobs, your careers, everything has got you to the point sometimes being on empty and what suffers most is the ones that we care the most about. And that's kind of how we're going to transition into our talk about our possible marriage conference coming up.
0: Yeah, so you guys should know by listening to us so far that we are very much a uh, f- uh, split-minute decision kind of makers So uh, we talked about having a marriage retreat and that may happen pretty soon.
1: And and again, when we talk about a marriage retreat, Amanda is a, a counselor, and she's had training, and I'm just a a, a bullcrapper and a talker, <laughs> and uh, I know you all know that, but we just weren't really basically, after we had our retreat the other day with our faculty, we had some good sessions, but mainly it was that we realized something, it was the time together that we had, the fellowship with each other, the time we even had alone with each other, that we could walk out on the dock or we could walk through the trails or we could just be alone with each other for a little bit. It, it made you think that we need to do this more often. And you know what? We feel that there's a lot of you out there that needs to do that as well. We are going to try to work on some of the rates at the place And uh, if you're interested in it, it's not going to really be nothing hardly for the conference. Mm -hmm. It's just going to simply be your meals and your uh, room. But uh, we're looking for it. Uh, Amanda, you want to tell a little bit about location? Well, we're looking
0: at... Okay, so here are the details that we have so far. We're looking at a couple of different weekends in September. Um, Probably the weekend of September 11th is what it's looking like. Guys, I took
1: care of you on that. (laughs) Because, you know... Women and people out there listening, if you're not married yet, take this into consideration. Most men love football games, <laughs> and they have either Alabama or Auburn there. So when you're planning a wedding, if if you can stay away from the fall, don't, don't have it during the fall because there's always going to be the big game. There's nothing worse than Alabama-Tennessee game being on and you're a groomsman and you're having to sit there while the <laughs> game's going on. And uh, so, and that will happen every year yeah. at the same time. So, so think about that.
0: It happens all the time. So the weekend of September 11th, it's either I think it's a bye week or I, I or researched it, guys. As, guys. There's
1: two games that day. Auburn plays Alabama State at 11 a.m. In Alabama, plays Mercer at 3 p.m. So if we can't beat Mercer and Auburn can't beat Alabama State, we probably don't want to watch that game anyway, because <laughs> that's not going to be very good for your marriage.
0: Mm. So what we're looking at is that weekend of September 11th. If we can get everything put together, um, you would have the option to stay for two nights—Friday night and Saturday night—or just one or the other, depending on what your schedule allows for. Um, many of you may have ball games on. Friday night that you coach, so you could do a late check-in if you preferred. But we're looking at um, just very informal up at Joe Wheeler State Park up near Florence. Um, they have several availabilities. They have the lodge that's like hotel rooms, and they have cabins. Um, and what we would do potentially, we we would have a few things that we meet together and talk and fellowship, but the majority of the time will be intended for you to spend time with your spouse
1: and what we're kind of envisioning a little bit you know they have a nice swimming pool you you could swim there or whatever Sit out by the pool the weather will still be nice
0: go for a hike go for a hike there's
1: there's nice boat docks you can even rent boats you know they have available in places as well but uh that, that's something, but the Friday afternoon probably would be very informal because a lot of people have gotten high school ball games and different things to come to. You just may come on up and, and spend the night or just drive up first thing uh, that morning. It's a little over an hour drive probably there, so it's not a bad drive if you want to just come up. First session we would probably have would be maybe at 9 o'clock, and that might be the only morning session, and then you could watch the Auburn game if you chose to on television. And then uh, we may do another session later that afternoon or that night, but mainly uh, we would just be together. And and don't freak out about marriage conferences. Well, this is not to fix problems. We are not those kind of uh, the the people to be able to do that. You've got to go to a professional for that. (laughs) This is just to maybe let you be able to go back and think about the things that made you want to date your spouse in the first place or marry that spouse. It's just to try to get you recentered back and, and like our lesson today, to get off the leftovers and realize that that spouse might be part of the substance, the manna that's going to right. sustain yeah. you.
0: Well, and just like, you know, we were talking about the Naked and Afraid show and how, how they, they run out of energy and, um, you know, they're so hungry that first couple of days, but then their bodies adapt and they don't need that anymore. And how many times in our marriages, we we kind of let it slack and we lose that connection. And the less we have that connection, it's like the less we need it. And that is very dangerous. So just finding time to spend with each other.
1: Right. Well... That's gonna be about all for this episode. Again, uh, you know, we as we we talked about it, running on empty or leftovers. You know, either way, you find yourself you're going to end up needing more. And so uh, I encourage you to uh, think about the marriage conference. Guys, don't worry. We're not going to make you do too many goofy things. (laughs) And uh, we're going to also let you be able to watch the football. So it might be a good plus for you. Your wife might be happy that you'll be able to do something with it that weekend.
0: That's right. So we'll watch for the website and on our Facebook pages. um, And we'll announce details as soon as we have them.
1: And, you know, the thing about that is, is we were thinking... We would like to get 10 couples or more even there, but if there was only five, those five people would have had a good time, and it it would be a blessing for them. So, all right, we look forward to seeing you again, and we've got some great episodes coming up in the future, a lot better than today probably, but uh, we'll have some guests on there, and uh, we really look forward to seeing you, and you may be our next guest.
0: Catch you next time.